So, have you guys heard any good nostalgia-related podcasts lately? <laughs> yep, we are we are back. Uh, this is this is not a this is not a drill. This is this is real. This is a whole new episode of Nostalgia Crew. We are back, and we're ready to go. We're ready to kick some ass and take some names. <laughs> I didn't realize we were that badass. I know, right? We, we did that. <laughs> well, I mean, you live near Baltimore. I live near D.C., so I think that by... Think, yeah, but that doesn't mean we're good at, like... You know, I just stay in the house. <laughs> <laughs> that voice, <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, that voice you hear, for those who don't remember, is Danielle. Hello. And the voice you're hearing now is Bill. Um, so we're gonna explain, um, right off the bat, why there's been no episode for months, and I checked. Before we went on, our last episode was June twenty fourth. So it wow. has been five months since our last episode. Um, we let's just say right off the bat, we've had a lot of things going on in our lives. Yeah. Some Very good, bad. some not so good. Um, I'll let you talk if you want Danielle or sure okay so if you're not friends with me on Facebook I think mostly everybody I don't know how many people actually listen to, who listen to this aren't friends with me on Facebook but um end of July this year my mother was diagnosed with leukemia which is one of those things that you you know you hear about but then when it happens to your own family it's like Wow. Um, she's doing good, though. She's in remission right now. Um, she's actually doing pretty good today. Yeah. Uh, so she just went through what is called consolidation chemo, which is one last blast of chemo to ensure that any cancer cells that aren't visible in the biopsy, because she had a biopsy, they didn't see any more cancer cells. But they're like, but there could be cells, you know, that we can't see in there. So we're going to just make sure. So she just finished round one of that. She's going to go back for round two of that, um, I think, in a month or a few weeks or so. Mm -hmm. So right now she's doing fine. Um, there's a lot of people who actually sent, sent um, some good wishes and some uh, prayers and comments and stuff, and I really appreciate Thank you so much. Um, I, it, 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 it's been... Um, a very stressful few months, yeah. to say the least. Oh, yeah. Um, I, um, but I appreciate everybody, um, and we just hope that things continue to um, get better as they seem to be right now. So thank you so much for that. So that was part of the reason why um, it, like, it happened at the end of July. Mm -hmm. So, and she was so... She was in the hospital from end of July to, like, mid-September. Yeah, it had been a while. Yeah, so that was the first, the infusion and all the diagnosis and all this other stuff. That was, so, that was a huge chunk of it. And then, like, between mid-September and October, Bill and I were just, like, always busy every week. <laughs> like, either I was busy one weekend, 
and Bill, Bill has like a ton of friends or people that we know who just keep getting married. So yeah. like every weekend, like Bill was at a wedding. We, we, so. we had a six week stretch from the end of September to today where something was always happening for one of right. us. Like, um, last weekend, I went with um, my childhood best friend and I took a drive to Boonesboro. Oh, jeez. Boonesboro, Maryland, to go. Um, there's this, a lot of you also know, I'm a huge romance novel fan, mm -hmm. and there is this writer, her name is Nora Roberts, she's huge here, and well, just all over the country, but huge in Maryland, she's lives here in Maryland and she has a bookstore in Boonesboro and she was doing a book signing and one of my favorite authors or favorite authors was there. So my best friend who was a huge, huge Nora Roberts fan, I was like, can we go? And she's <laughs> like, yes. So we drove 90 minutes wow. to Boonesboro last week, which I highly recommend doing because it is gorgeous down there. It, it like even if you are not a romance novelist fan, just take the drive. There's this place there called Vesta's. They make this really good pizza. Mm -hmm. Highly recommend it. So yeah, just take a drive. It's it's gorgeous. Uh, in fact, I want to go there. They're doing another signing beginning of December. I told her that I want to go, if anything, just to see what the town looks like with Christmas lights. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I like Christmas lights. Yeah. What can I say? <laughs> well, they'll be they'll be up next time. Ne yeah. Next show we're up. So. So that was one weekend, and then another weekend, I was like, um, there was another time, my mother was in the hospital another time, and then there was another weekend when I was volunteering at the library, I worked for a library, library had an event one Saturday night, so I couldn't do that, so I couldn't record then, mm -hmm. so, and then, like I said, Bill was like, it always seemed like either he had a wedding or a birthday party or a... Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, like, okay, like, July was Ed and Tony's wedding, which, for those of you who don't know, I came from Pennsylvania two days before the wedding with my brother-in-law to come down to the wedding, because I wasn't missing that wedding. Um, and then in August, I finally got my promotion from work yay so uh i got my promotion so i get paid more so I, I work like 15 minutes longer but it doesn't really affect me and then like the last six weekends have either been conventions well actually convention birthday parties or just helping the family and that's really been about it for the last six weeks. Um, actually, as we're recording this, um, my nephews are here because it's my sister Mandy's 10th wedding anniversary. Um, yesterday wow. was their, their actual anniversary. So they're up in Lancaster uh, for the weekend. So we have them here. They're all asleep. Um <laughs> Fortunately, they're asleep upstairs. I'm downstairs, so 
Yeah, I was trying to explain to my mother. So, like, are all your siblings married? No, it's me and Shannon. Okay. So, if any of you guys are listening, she's going to be 40 soon, so, uh... Oh. <laughs> okay. No, I shouldn't say. But. You, know, you know, it it doesn't matter how old anybody is. Exactly. No. Oh, yeah. and, and you know what? Speaking of, um, your sister got engaged while we were away. That's right. I... It's been that long. I know. My baby sister. Oh my god. That well, she's not a baby. She's twenty eight. But she'll uh, always be yeah. a baby sister. Vicky is getting married Memorial Day weekend oh. next year. Oh. Yeah, I know. That's what my parents said when they told her. My father tried to t get her to change weekends, but no, she held fast. So please. Also, while you send good wishes to my family for my mother, please send good wishes to us for that, too, because, yeah. Um, Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. Holy Memorial shit. Memorial Day weekend. I know. My aunt actually got invited to another wedding in the same weekend, and she was like, but don't worry, I'm going to Vicky's. I'm like, well, that's good. Oh, <laughs> uh, let me see. That would be the 26th. Okay. Yeah. So she's getting married that Saturday. So we're going to cross off that we can't record on May 26th next year. <laughs> we definitely cannot record. Well, the wedding's actually in the at 1030 in the morning. So. No, no, no. We're <laughs> <laughs> so if I run back to the hotel, I <laughs> and, and we're probably not going to be recording on the 25th either because um, we're going to be running around. I'm the maid of honor. Right. So. Yeah. Uh, if we did record on the 26th, who kills me first, your sister or your parents? Well, actually, if, like I said, she's getting married at 10.30 in the morning, the reception's over in the middle of the afternoon, so I, so I technically wouldn't be doing anything that night, but yeah, we, we're going to have like relatives in, and you, you've been through with this twice. Yeah, so. twice. <laughs> you, you know I... how these weddings get. Yeah, so that's the, a very... It, it, it's a weird because my childhood best friend had just gotten married in May mm -hmm. that met this past May. You're right. And that about a few weeks later, my sister's like, Oh yeah, we're getting I'm like, what? It's like I'm just still recovering from the emotions of this and that so yeah, uh, so I'm gonna be a mess. Five to one I, odds I got on your parents kicking my ass. <laughs> Even though your parents like well, five to one they odds. Yeah, they, I, and also, I'm not going to be taking the laptop with me. I'm going to try. Oh, no. Take, no, I wasn't. No. Yeah, well, the other thing is, you know, you take your laptop and you leave in a hotel where God only knows, you know? Oh, God, yeah. So, that, that's the other thing. Yeah. But, but yes, but thank you. Yeah, she's she's getting married. Um, the planning has been fun. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And I just, Wow. <laughs> Um, what else, cause, let's see, so, what else has happened between June and now, like, uh, Oh, gosh, um, um, let me think. Oh, okay, I have I to tell, I have to tell this story. I don't think I've okay. told you this. What? Um, me being the Einstein that I am, uh, yeah. in July, I accidentally erased 
everything I had on my computer. Oh God, I would be screaming. So I so for like a month I had tried to download back some of the shows that I need to download back, like Nostalgia Crew being one of them, which wasn't that difficult. But I lost our list of movies and albums that we recommend. Fortunately, we post them on our Facebook group, so it's not completely lost. So sometime, yeah. sometime in the next several weeks, I will go back, not, not to all of the episodes, because a lot of our choices are still there, but um, I'm going to go back and I'm going to put in our suggestions, and then I might make a new like data thing so that everyone can see what we've suggested. So and we're still gonna do that at the end of that end of this show. That is still going to happen. That is never changing, no matter what. I've been trying to keep up in the like be more active in the Facebook group as a way of, you know, because I haven't recorded the show in a while, so it's like, well I'm gonna start so I was doing like a throwback Thursday thing and I was trying to do themes for each month and mm -hmm. then um I, but the thing is, when I post this stuff, I'm doing it on my way to work, and I'm like, you know, so depending on what kind of mood I'm in that morning, I tried to get, you know, there were a few, and um, it's weird, because we're like the people who host the show, but there are people in our group that are actually better at posting than we are. Yeah, there are. Like, Brian, Brian is like, together, Brian just does everything. And then Ben, um, this other guy, Ben, Ben posts like weekly countdowns of stuff on his own Facebook page. Mm -hmm. Like he doesn't, like he, like on his regular personal Facebook page, like he doesn't like run a fan page or anything. It's just on his personal Facebook page. He's like, this is a uh, 20 countdown of these songs. I was like, oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, th um, yeah, thank you to everyone who's been keeping up to date with our group. They just, yeah, because. We are very, as you can see, <laughs> I, I've tried, I tried, I, I did, I did manage almost a whole month of, um, I had said, oh, well, we were going to try to record in September, and I was like, well, we're going to do a whole salute to Saturday morning cartoons, we're mm -hmm. going to keep posting Saturday morning cartoons stuff, and I did it for about a month, and then life got busy, so we couldn't, yep. <laughs> we couldn't record the show in September. And then um, but, I had something for Halloween, but like you said, we'll do it next year. So we're gonna do Halloween next, but that's good because we have shows planned for next year. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Oh so, my goodness. Um, and there's some stuff I still wanted to talk about because there were some shows on during the summer that I did want to discuss. Oh yes, yes. And there were some things that happened over the summer that I also wanted to discuss and. I forgot whose turn it is to say what I missed. Oh, but. you know what? We're going to skip that for this time. So Yeah, we'll flip a coin next month. Yeah, um, we'll do that next month and then <laughs> then we'll figure it out. So So that yeah. so we're going to give that we're going to give you know what I miss um a rest for this episode. This we'll bring it back on the next like one. It's like a catch-up show if anything. <laughs> it's a best of. <laughs> this is like a catch-all like Random, off the fly, mm -hmm. whatever. It's like, hey, I haven't seen you in forever. Let's catch up. How the hell have you been? Basically, the. Well, we uh, actually. I mean, we have we stuff actually, to. 
Ugh. Yeah. We so have I'm stuff like, to discuss, so. Right. Well, we actually haven't seen each other in person, and I don't remember when either. Oh, so. gosh. It's been at least a year. I don't, I don't even know where we were the last time. Was it? Oh, I don't know. It was at the Orioles game last year. I thought I saw you after that. I guess I didn't. No. It was? Oh, okay. I, I mean, you're probably right. I Yeah. That's the last that I can remember. I I could have sworn I saw you after maybe, that. I guess maybe I maybe you did. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it wasn't New Year's Eve. No, no. Yeah, because I was somewhere else. Yeah, uh, yeah. That that's probably you're probably right. Maybe. That's right because um, what's her name? Um, I told tell I was just telling Tony the other day. Um, Tony was like trying to post it on. But our friend Tony had she had said, "Well, please tell me where have where did we meet?" And she's like asking everyone on Facebook. And she's like, "Cause I honestly can't remember." Right. And I told her, I said, "I met you at the baseball game." She's like, and I haven't seen you since. And she's <laughs> like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." I'm like, it's not your fault. It's no, busy. we're just all busy. I mean, she got like, married. She and Ed got married, and yeah, and you know. Bill and Bill and I live. Um, even though we've been friends for over 10 years, Bill and I live about an hour apart from each other mm -hmm. and neither of us drive. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> we're we're going to, we're going to get there. It's going to work folks. We're going to, yeah. Our, our dream is to do record a show with both of us sitting next to each other. But yes, it will happen. Since neither of us drive. It Anybody will, wants to drive one of us? No. It will happen. Uh, or, or if we could get a studio, like if we could actually get like a studio. Well, you live in a basement in their room. Well, I, I mean, the basement is pretty. I, I guess it's sort of a studio for the time being. So, yeah, I You're mean, right. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, all right. So, we do have a main topic that I just picked out at random, which I have not seen in a long or the the list I should say I have not seen in a long time. And there's a okay. theme. There's a theme to that. We'll get to that a little later. Um, I have a couple of Hall of Fames that we need to discuss, but let's get into the stuff we watched over the summer. Yeah. Um, all right. Did you want to start or you want... Mm, why don't you start? Okay. Uh, well, I have two things, actually. Uh, the first thing is, um, and I meant to post this in the group because then you can have more of a reference of what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. But, um, got to do that. Uh, there used to be this show on ABC and uh, maybe other networks in the seventies and the eighties called battle of the network stars. Mm. And what it was, was you would get the cat or certain cast members of, um, certain of the popular TV shows at the time on ABC, NBC and CBS. And they would play, you know, do like Olympic like events against each other. They do rowing and swimming, and it, it, it would be a lot of fun. It'd be kind of like, it's, I, I, I found it very entertaining from what I've seen of it. I, I think they stopped doing this around like the late 80s or so, but, mm -hmm. um, but it, it's a great, you know, nostalgia fest. If you can get on YouTube, there's tons of them on there, yeah. but it's very fascinating. So um, they decided to resurrect it last summer on ABC. 
I don't think, I, I personally think that the classic version held much more weight and that they did the best. I, I think that the original version, Battle of Network Stars from the 70s, mm-hmm. was much better. And part of the reason is because the original came on when there was like two, um, when there was only like three networks. Yeah. So you had, but this version, they decided to do it with, you know, you have other networks now. You have cable networks, you have Netflix, you have all this stuff. So they decided to do theme teams, TV Mm -hmm. sitcoms versus the TV kids versus the TV, you know. And I wasn't a big fan of that. Uh, Yeah, because the problem was there were certain, and then they mixed it up, which I thought was an interesting idea. They mixed it up and got some of the classic TV stars versus the current date, the current TV stars. But, and then they got some people who were on the original Battle of the Network stars to come back. Mm-hmm. But the problem was, from what, especially from what I saw in the first episode, was the some people qualified for both teams. Now, the first episode um, we watched, um, it had the TV sitcoms versus the TV kids. Mm-hmm. Two people on the TV sitcoms team were Tracy Gold, who played Carol Seaver on Growing Pains, and AJ McCall or McCalka or whatever. She's on the Goldberg. She plays the oldest son's girlfriend on the Goldbergs. Right. And, okay. So they would qualify as TV kids, too, because they grew up, you know, Carol Seaver, she was on Growing Pains for years, and A.J. McCall. Mm-hmm. Even though she's an adult, she's playing a teenager on TV. Because Kim Fields and Joey Lawrence, who also grew up on TV, were on the TV kids team. So then why, you know, and Lisa Welchel also grew up on the Facts of Life. It mm-hmm. doesn't you know, they could have easily been on either team. And then another person pointed out that the other person who was on there was Nolan Gould, who is, um, oh, what is it, Luke on Modern Family. Yeah. And, and they pointed out that also the thing that made the Battle of the Network stars such a big deal in the 70s and 80s was that they got like the stars of the shows to do this. And Nolan Gould, even though he is on Modern Family, and anybody who saw him would definitely recognize him, he isn't, like, one of the main people you would think of for Modern Family. Like, if you were to name any cast member of Modern Family, he wouldn't be the first one you would name. You would Mm -hmm. probably name, like, four or five people before you got down to him. Oh, yeah, I could. You you would probably... there's, There's six adult leads on the show. You probably would have gone through them first. And, or... Or his the actresses Haley, Haley and Alex, his the play his older sister. Mm-hmm. You would have got to them before you got to him. Oh at yeah. Least. Oh yeah. So and the same thing with AJ McCall. AJ McCall, she's a famous singer. She was in a you know duo with her sister. But if you're thinking of the Goldbergs, you think of the kids who played the Goldberg kids before you get to her because she's just you know, she's just their brother's girlfriend. 
And um, so that was another complaint. And my other issue was that also in the original versions, um, the team captains were actors from the shows, were TV stars. And this one, they made DeMarcus Ware and Ronda Rousey permanent team captains of each team. Right. And neither of them are, like, on TV at all. They're athletes. From well. Like, yeah. It from, just didn't work. From what I remember. So, from what I remember, they were like the coaches. So they were yeah. like, they were like the coaches of the team. So, but yeah, I mean, I tried a couple episodes and it didn't really go over for me because I remember seeing the original ones on ESPN Classic, and I would sneak watching them in when Monday Night Raw was on a break, and those were absolutely funny. This one, I think, because it was only an hour, you know, that's how long they were given, they had to go with that format. They couldn't do it where it was like an hour and a half, and, oh, we're going to use ABC, CBS, NBC. If they had done, you know, the original way, the, the networks, and put Fox in the mix, I think it would have been fantastic. And, like, the the first or second episode I saw of it, Tom Arnold came late to the recording. Like, they pointed it out. It's like, uh, we don't know where Tom Arnold is, so this team's going to have to go without him right now. So, And people probably wouldn't even remember, you know, that Tom Arnold was even on a sitcom. <laughs> they would just know he was married to a sitcom star. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it just, it didn't really, and it felt like less people because they did it, whereas the original version, it was three teams from each network, so it felt there were more people, and this, it just felt like there were less people. It felt like it. a company picnic every week. Yeah. That'd be the best and way like, to put it. Yeah, and then, like. The, the, the categories were so vague, and I mean, like like I said, people could easily fit into more than one category, and um, I personally thought the variety show category was a little, they, it was just like, we, we'll take whoever we can get and throw them in here. Mm -hmm. Because, like, the variety show categories, like people from Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. You know, yeah. And then, um, so, I mean, it, it was, yeah, it, it could have been so much better than it, the original where they had, like, you know, like, Howard Cosell and, well, Howard Cosell's gone now. But, oh, you know, yeah, yeah. But if you don't know what we're talking about, look up, go to the Wikipedia, they will list who did the original, and then go read who was on the, and you'll see how different, although I think nowadays it's tough to get TV stars on stuff, you know, certain really big name celebrities to do I, stuff like I, that. I, I, could I don't know. I could believe that. I it could it believe really that. is. I mean, watch some of the primetime game shows that are on now and see how many... Well, 
Actually, no. Um, $100,000 pyramids actually doing pretty good with getting popular primetime stars to do it. Same with I mean, Match Game. Yeah, like $100,000 pyramid. They have like the cast of This Is Us on there. So they, you know. So, I mean, yeah, Match Game had like Martha Stewart, which I wouldn't have expected to see her there. Well, I wouldn't have expected Ice T to be on Match Game, but he was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, they're they're doing pretty good, I think. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh yeah, that was the other thing I wanted to mention. I did watch the Gong Show. Yes. My, I tried. It was okay. My sister and her fiance are huge fans. They loved it. They oh. were, they were the ones that made me watch it. Actually, <laughs> they were like, oh. And then my father was so upset. My father went to his computer and looked up the original Chuck Barris version on YouTube. He's like, no, this is what it's supposed to look like. Mm. <laughs> my dad was like, uh-uh. <laughs> he was not having it. Well, uh, okay, here's my thought on the Gong Show. Because I watched basically every week until yeah. like the very end. Uh-huh. I thought it captured the originality of the gong show which is you have ordinary people come in that have these weird acts these weird talents and you know you have the band you have three celebrities i thought they did a good job of that i'll tell you a couple places where i thought it could have been better the, the first one was how nice the freaking judges were on the show. I mean, yes, they were letting everybody do the whole act, even if it sucked. Even if it sucked. That was my biggest complaint about it, was that. Because there were some acts that, if I was there, would have been gone right then and there. There were many of them. And then the other thing was how far away the gong actually was from the judges. It was like as if the judges had to do a half marathon just to get to the gong. Yeah, I did feel like they would, just for the sake of comedy, like, let it, let some people slide. Mm -hmm. And there, there was this one that I just thought was so dis- I think it was this couple was eating bananas and spitting into each other's mouths yeah. and they just left and I was like uh-uh. And then like the one thing that really pissed me off was there was one week where Chelsea Handler was one of the judges and the, the person who won that week was someone who ate cottage cheese in like 90 seconds or something. And there were like two other acts that were so much better than that person. And no disrespect to the person who did that, you know. But F you, Ch Chelsea Handler, F you! The other problem, and I think I mentioned this when, um, uh, I had initially heard come back TV is that back when the gong show was originally on in the seventies, 
there were TV talent shows, but they weren't like they were now. Mm -hmm. We didn't have nearly as many of them. So having people do weird stuff on TV and getting, that was rare. Right. Now it's like almost normal. Like, you know, with YouTube and everything. So... I don't know. I guess the novelty isn't really there anymore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just talent shows in general, I feel like they aren't really as big as they used to be. Right. Although the voice is doing well and they've won Emmys, but, you know, and they're bringing back American Idol, which ticks me off, but, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I just feel as though it's not what it used to be, talent shows in general on TV. It's, there's just so many of them that there's really, you know, mm-hmm. where when the Gong Show first aired, there weren't that many. So they thought, and the idea of somebody doing something utterly stupid on national television yeah. and get judged on it was a novelty at the time. Like, they had another show, he had a similar show, Chuck Bears, called Dial 98 Beauty Show, which I think there might be episodes on YouTube of it, which was basically a parody of a beauty pageant. And it was, and the winner won a dollar idea. <laughs> and, um, yeah. So, I don't know. I Well, here... But, yeah, go on. Not, not to cut you off, but here, if you won, you won a check for $2,000 and 17 cents. Yeah, let me see, look up the, because the original had a weird number. Yeah, too. it did. Uh, I'm looking it up now. Uh, the original. Had um the five hundred sixteen dollars and thirty two cents, which was the Screen Actors Guild's pay minimum pay for a day's work at the time. Right. And then the syndicated version was seven hundred twelve dollars and five cents. Well, I get. I guess it makes sense. It's inflation. I get it. And the original version actually produced fam- two famous people. So, hey, they did something, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, I mean, the girl, the 12-year-old appeared on it, and she got the lead in Annie on Broadway. I mean, from the gong show, that's pretty big. Can't go wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And, I mean, even though Mike Myers, I thought, well, they're going to go do this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, him in character, he does stick to the character really well to the point where you actually believe that's a real person. Mm. And the website likes to maintain that it's a real person and the teeth yeah. and the credits of the show like me. And I, I, I find it very annoying when people do that. Like, I don't like it when people do that. But he does do a very good job of, like, getting into character. It's so creepy. He like, did. You're, 
like you don't even realize it's Mike Myers at w the longer you watch it. It's really weird. Mm -hmm. So, um, but it, it's really, yeah. So, <laughs> um, I don't know if they didn't say whether not they were canceling or not, so I don't know if it's going to come back I, next summer. But Yeah, I didn't hear anything, so, you know, I, I guess not hearing anything is a good thing. But ABC seems to be doing very well with these primetime game shows, unlike CBS, who are idiots. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know if you saw this, but CBS was like, well, ABC is so successful with the game shows. And Fox, Fox did one too. Fox actually was good with was successful with Shazam or yeah, Shazam. I love Beach Shazam. We watched my mother and I watched it every week when we could. I love Beach Shazam, but CBS was like, "Well, hey, let's make a game show out of Candy Crush <laughs> because the game Candy Crush is so popular with everybody." Let's turn it into a primetime game show where people are literally on harnesses in front of, like, a screen swapping the candy back and forth. Yep. I mean, I didn't see it, but I heard about it. I didn't see it either because I saw the commercial enough to know how ridiculous <laughs> it was going to look. I was like, why in the world would you even... Like, who thought, I, I just, I, I don't understand it. I, I don't, for a hundred thousand dollars, I, I don't know. Well, I, I'm stunned it ran as long as it did. I, I, I'm pretty sure it's going to get canceled. It's a, an unmitigated train wreck that's banking on the lasting popularity of Big Brother to drive its viewership. Yep. Because how much longer can that so, show go? The enjoyment of Candy Crush stems from the actual experience of playing it. And beyond the physical challenges, there's nothing interesting about watching the game actually being played. And that flattening something that discreetly dynamic into a chintzy game show completely misunderstands why people watch video games at all, which is mostly to marvel at the unbridled excellence of a pro or to sink into the antics or narration of an entertainer. Wow. <laughs> that was brutal. True, but, but brutal. brutal. Um, that and I'm kind of sick of seeing Mario Lopez. No offense to Mario Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <you know. laughs> I love more Lopez, but yeah, I'm, you know. <laughs> oh my! Well, when we get into the winter, I think that's when we'll know more about what what we're gonna get in the summer. So. Yeah, definitely, because summer programming used to just basically rely on the fact well nobody's home, we'll just throw a bunch of stuff on. But now it seems like all the primetime game shows are more popular during the summer. So all the networks, except for... NBC, I don't think. NBC is Hollywood Game Night. Well, true. 
Hollywood Game, which is a good show. We watch, we watch Hollywood Game Night. Depending on who's playing Hollywood Game Night, I watch Hollywood Game Night. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so they have Hollywood Game Night. Um, oh, yeah, they also have The Wall, which was stupid as... <laughs> <laughs> the Wall, which... My sister saw the commercial. She's like, oh, they took Plinko from The Price is Right and turned it into a primetime dramatic game show. Oh, my goodness. what the wall is. Um, You know what? I'll tell you. Um, Because I don't know if you still don't have Buzzer or not. No, we don't in the Baltimore area. (sighs) The only way I can get it is... From I, I do subscribe to several game show um, YouTube channels, so I'm able to watch. So they'll upload. They upload a lot on there, so I do get to see some stuff from both there, YouTube. There was a really good documentary that came yeah. on a few weeks ago, and it was it's called Game yeah. Changers. The it, it basically is the history of game yeah. shows. Oh, it was so good. Yeah, I have to go look that. It was on YouTube. Somebody had uploaded to YouTube, and I'm not sure if they took it down due to copyright, but I'm trying... Um, let me see. Let me see if I can find it on... Yeah, I think they did. Mm. Because I should have watched it when it was in my subscriptions, too. Because uh, I, I was so busy, and I always, like stockpile all these things onto oh, I should have watched it when I when it went up in my descript, subscriptions because I really didn't want to see it because they had a lot of famous game show interviewers yeah and, they had like Trebek was the main person but they interviewed Monty Hall, Wake Martindale, Pat Sajak, Vanna White, um, Drew Carey, yeah. Howie Mandel. Yeah. And, like, one of the stories that really fascinated me, and I had never heard this story, was the, the game show Truth or Consequences, which is an old game show. Right. I had never heard the story of that they had done a contest where a town mm-hmm. could end up changing its name and it ended up being in New Mexico, which if you think about it, is a perfect spot. No disrespect to the people of New Mexico. Right. Um, so now, because of that, we have Truth or Consequences New Mexico. So I always wanted to go visit that just for that very reason because um, yeah, I knew that because I had watched The Price is Right, or well, I've watched The Price is Right pretty much my whole life, and there was, back when Bob Barker hosted it, because Bob Barker also hosted Truth or Consequences for several years, mm-hmm. and, um, there was a contestant on The Price is Right who said she was from Truth or Consequences, New Mexico, <laughs> and, um, yeah. Um, there's a very, that's a weird show though. It, it's a weird show to watch. I've seen, there's a few episodes floating around on YouTube of Truth or Consequences. But mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's interesting. Um, yeah, Monty Hall actually just passed away. Yeah. Recently. 
and my YouTube subscriptions have been flooded with Let's Make a Deal episodes. Hmm. So I'm trying to make my way through them, but oh my God. <laughs> I found out when Brian and I were working the um, Tribute to the Legends Wrestling Convention during the, the show, I was at our table and I got a message on my phone. That's how I found out. So, yeah. Um, but he uh, lived to almost be a hundred, so he lived quite a life. Yeah. And his wife had just passed away this year. I know his wife because I'm a huge fan of this '70s game show called Tattletales, mm -hmm. uh, with celebrity couples answer questions, and him and his wife had appeared in a few episodes of it, and they were pretty funny on this. When I heard she had passed, I was like, "Oh wow." Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, he was in his 90s, so he did live a very long life. And he is also one of the few people which you um, that had a game show that has been on the air, maybe not hosted by him, but has been on the air in every single decade. Wow. Since it aired. Yeah. There are very few shows that can actually say that. I, I, I can name maybe, um, I, I think Jeopardy is probably the only one, mm -hmm. other one I can name, that that happened with. Well, I'll tell you, now during the documentary, and I'm going to test your knowledge on this, Danielle. Sure. I, I did not know this. Okay. So, um... Monty Hall mm -hmm. and two other people mm -hmm. are the only Canadians to have a star on both the Canadian Walk of Fame and the Hollywood Walk of Fame. So Monty Hall is one of them. Can mm -hmm. you can you name the other two? I want to say Alex Trebek's one. That's correct. Alex Trebek is one. Oh God, I'm trying to think of who else in Canada. Oh, God. I can only think of one other person, but I don't think he's not that famous. Uh, it's someone from a game show? Mm hmm. But, okay, this is somebody from a game show. Oh, my God. Who in Canada had a game show? Oh, God. Well, can you at least tell me the one that you had in mind? Jim Perry? No. No. Yeah, that's the only other person no, I can think no, of. No. I knew it wasn't Jim Perry because Jim Perry. Unless you're into game sh classic game shows, you probably wouldn't even know who Jim Perry was. Um, <laughs> he hosted Card Sharks, but many people know that. Uh, who else in Canada is that? <laughs> I know it's Alex Trebek. Oh, who else? Monty Hall. God, Canada. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. Oh, I'm going to kick myself. <laughs> All right, Howie Mandel. Okay, yeah, that's very true. That's well, right. see, he's you from don't Canada. Get, so you see, you don't get to kick yourself. So I forget he's from Canada because <laughs> he lives in Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they had to move. Let, oh God! And plus, I hated the cage. Oh, okay. I loved it. I loved Deal or No Deal when it was first popular, mm -hmm. but the, the network just killed it. Yeah. <laughs> Killed it. Oh. Yeah, but he's making off on that sweet, sweet royalties. And I knew who he was before that show. Oh, me too. Me too. 
Bobby's well, World. Bobby's World. Most Bobby's World. Yeah. Muppet Babies. Um, I think he was Bob in a couple movies. Bobby's World was the main thing I knew him. Yeah. So I'm used to seeing him with hair. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so Bobby's World. It, he had a. He also had a daytime talk show at one point. But I, he I did. I yeah. Interesting. All right. Um. So you know what we're going to talk about now? Okay. We're going to talk about toys. And in, oh, yeah. And in particular, the mm -hmm. Toy Hall of Fame. Um, I had posted this on our Facebook group a couple of or several weeks ago. And if you still want to vote, you can still vote. The voting ends real, real soon because um, they're going to announce on November 9th which toys will make it into the National Toy Hall of Fame. And I will send you the link so you can participate in this, Danielle. Okay. Um, so while she looks, let me tell you what is up for consideration for going in this year. Okay. We have Clue, mm -hmm. the Magic 8-Ball. And I can vote on this? Like, oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, once a day, every day. Um, match okay. Matchbox cars. My uh -huh. Little Pony. Paper Airplane. The Pez Candy Dispenser. Play Food. Risk. Sand. The Transformers. Uno. And Wiffle Ball. And you can vote one a day, every day. How is sand? Like, <laughs> that's... Uh... Um, so, the final inductees are selected on the advance of a national selection uh, advisory committee. And they're going to be announced November 9th. So, more than likely, the next episode, which will be in December, we're going to find out the class of 2017. Well, I guess if a cardboard box was inducted in 2005, then <laughs> sand can get... How it... Well, what about the blanket? I, the blanket is in. Very vague. Yeah. I was going to vote for what I played with, but I played with more than one thing on this list. Well, you can change your vote every day, so it doesn't have to be the same one. I also don't think the Pez Candy Suspenser should be up here. Because I, yeah, I don't think the Magic 8-Ball should be up there myself. Well, the Magic 8-Ball was actually closer to a toy than a Pez Candy Dispenser. Mm, I guess you're right. Like, you, you know, the Pez Candy Dispenser, it's just, you know, you use it to just, you don't really play with it. <laughs> There's somebody yelling at us right now, going, I played with it! Okay, well, and you can direct your comments via the Facebook group, and you can tell me exactly how you played with a Pez candy dispenser. Okay, well, I'm sure, you know. Well, stick. Because clearly I lacked. A stick is. Clearly I lacked imagination as a child. A stick is in the Hall of Fame. Well, you can play with a stick! <laughs> Um, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna place my vote for Uno because I played that a lot in high school. I was school. gonna vote for Clue. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, let me tell you the the top vote getters. It is right now Matchbox Cars, then Pez Candy Dispenser, and Wiffle Pole. Although Uno has started quite there um there's a meme online where I think it's a pack of Uno cards, something else, and it says I've started more arguing oh, oh no, it's a pack of Uno cards and a scrabble board. And it says I've started more arguments than you have and the Monopoly board's like, yeah, right, or mm -hmm. something like that. All three of those games have started fights with me, with somebody else playing. Um, but Uno, yeah, I guess I'll have to remember. Uno, one of the greatest moments of my life involved beating somebody in Uno games. Um, I was at summer camp, and we're playing Uno. And you know how when you play Uno, the goal is in Uno, for those of you who have never played ever, um, you have to be the, have like, I think it's one card left or no cards left or something. You have to have one card no. left, and when you have the one card left, you say Uno. Okay. And then if you don't say it, you get two cards automatically. Right. So the goal is to keep getting rid of your cards. So there are these cards that say draw two, draw four. Mm-hmm. So if you have those cards, you can keep going around and you put the cards down. So this one particular time I was at camp and this person, someone put down draw two and another person put down draw four. They just kept going around and around and around. And they got to me and they were like, oh, I did yell. And I was like, uh-uh. And I put down draw four wild, which meant. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So this girl had to draw 16 cards. <laughs> 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 oh, so one of the biggest. This happened 20 years ago, but I was so proud of myself because I'm terrible at games. Yeah, when I did. In in high school, we came up with a game of Uno where you have to start the game both contestants. So, so it can only be two players for this. You each have 21 cards in your hand. And you have to play. You just keep going until there's a winner. Oh my god, we had so much fun with that. And Clue! I... There's been so many different... Like, okay, Clue I could understand getting in. Because there have been so many spinoffs of that, like with Monopoly. Like, there's Simpsons Clue, there's Big Bang Theory Clue, Golden Girls Clue, Star Trek Clue, you know. I know. I, and I think a few years back, it was an anniversary Clue when they added new weapons to the game or something like that. Because I remember seeing different weapons in it at one point, like a chalice or something. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember what, I'll have to go look that up. But um, I do remember seeing, um, but yeah, I always, um, I can, I remember playing it as a kid, but not that much. We had the video game too. It's a terrible video game, but we had it. Uh, there was a place 
in the 90s called Funko Land where you could go buy used video games. It was near our house. And mm-hmm. we went to Funko Land and we bought Clue used for 10 bucks. And uh, <laughs> um, So, let me see. Cluedy. Uh, I keep forgetting it's called Cluedo in other countries. But it's called Clue here. Okay. But it's called Cluedo in England. Okay, I, I have the game in front of me. It's called Clue Murder at Body Mansion. Ew. Is that? I think that's the one you're talking about. Yeah. So what in the world? Okay. I could have sworn. Uh, um. Uh, I think the, the the most famous version of Clue is the movie Clue. Oh yes, of course. Because of the multiple different endings that it had and at the time like I didn't know this till years later where like when it was in the movie theater you had a different ending and then like when they show it on TV you get all three endings of the movie, right. so. Which is pretty neat if you consider that, so. Yeah, especially considering when it was made. It was made in, like, the late 80s where, you know, stuff like that just didn't, mm-hmm. wasn't really common. Yeah. Ah, yes, I was correct. There was a limited edition version of Clue in 97 that had a poison chalice as a weapon. I knew I wasn't hallucinating. Okay. That's the one I thought with the new... Okay. Um, yeah. And also, in the early... in the About a few years back, which I thought was a stupid idea, the hub... I don't know. Actually, it's not called the hub anymore. It's called something else. But it's oh, a cable um... channel. I think it's like Discover Family, I think's the name yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. It's a cable channel that's owned by Hasbro, so they have a lot of stuff that was adapted from board games. Usually it's game shows. But because they couldn't make Clue into a game show, actually they did in other countries, just not here, mm-hmm. uh, they decided to make it into a five-part miniseries, but decided to make the characters all teenagers. Oh, lovely. Which was just a stupid idea. A very, very stupid idea. <laughs> so, uh, just like, you know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, the other Hall of Fame that I want to discuss, and this has been very interesting because I like, keep my eye on this every single day, is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh-huh. And for the last few years, fans have been able to vote for the bands that they want to go into the Hall of Fame. This year's nominees, it's a very interesting group. Let's say that. We have Bon Jovi, Kate, uh-huh. Kate Bush, 
The Cars, Depeche Mode, Dire Straits, The Eurythmics, The Jay Giles Band, Judas Priest, LL Cool J, The MC5, The Meters, Moody Blues, Radiohead, Rage Against the Machine, Rufus featuring Shaka Khan, Shaka, Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan, Nina Simone, Sister Rosetta Tharp, Link Ray, and the Zombies. So there, you get to vote up to five artists every day, once a day, every day. And the voting's going to end in December. So whichever bands or artists are in the top five, those are the five that are going to get a vote. And then the rest of the votes will come from the, the, the people who get to actually vote. So, the thing that has been very interesting is the fight for the fifth spot. Because for a while, the Eurythmics were ahead. And all the Judas Priest fans were like, Hey, come on, we can't let these guys down. So, like, because there actually is a loophole in this that I don't think many people realize is that if you have multiple email accounts like like you could use your work email to vote you can use that that counts as a vote mm -hmm. so you don't have I mean like I'm I'm sticking to the rules I'm staying with you know you vote once a day um but yeah, it's been very entertaining to watch as a Judas Priest fan. Like these guys going, "Come on, we gotta get them over. We gotta get them over. We gotta get them over." So, as of this recording, the top five are Bon Jovi, Moody Blues, Dire Straits, The Cars, and Judas Priest. Those are the top five. So, if those five stayed the same, then they're going to get a vote. Hmm. So. If I had to pick, I'd go with Bon Jovi. Well, you can vote up to five, so. Okay, up to five? Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'll say Bon Jovi, The Cars, um, yeah, it's tough. Five. Yeah. Um. The Eurythmics. Uh, Rufus. And. Radiohead. Alright. And then all you do is you put in your email address, and then you click that you are not a robot, because they want to make sure that these are people voting and not robots. And your vote officially counts. Yep. And the voting ends in early December, so probably by the next time we are on, which will probably be next month, 
will know the class of 2018 for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. All right. Well, I'll explain why. I've always loved Bon Jovi. I'm surprised they're not in there now. Yeah. Yeah. I've always, always loved Bon Jovi. Um, the Cars, I feel like they've certainly contributed enough and certainly are very well known enough and have been influential uh, in fact you there are songs that have sampled a car song without you even you probably haven't even realized it mm -hmm. um there was a song i loved i still love um when i was in high school called thank you it was a rap song and i really liked the um the tune um because it went da, 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 I can't do the two. Right. But um for the longest time I was like, oh I like that little that little um hook there. And it turned out it was a sample from a song called the by the cars called I'm Not the One. Mm-hmm. And the cars, I also feel like, have contributed a lot to my um, 80s teen movie nostalgia. Like, they were the soundtrack of a lot of it. Certainly. Or just a whole generation. Like, um, mostly almost a lot of my favorite movies had a car song in it. So I definitely think they deserve it. The Eurythmics, yes. I mean... God, uh, sweet dreams. How do you? Who doesn't know that song? Yeah, like sweet dreams. Um, Would I lie to you? Was used like in commercials for movie. when I was growing up. All, several movies like Would I Lie to You? Um, yeah. Uh, Rufus and Shaka Khan. I love Rufus and Shaka Khan. I, I highly recommend if you go seek them out. They are very... Shaka Khan alone is very good. But Rufus, musically, like, the bass and the... Just listen to an album of theirs. And you can tell the difference between Rufus featuring Shaka Khan versus Shaka Khan by herself. And mm -hmm. I certainly think... Uh, Radiohead, I think they're, they've been around long enough, definitely. Yeah, because uh -huh. the rule, the rule is to be eligible, your first album must have been released 25 years ago. A lot of these groups, and I'm not sure if it's because I just don't know their music, mm -hmm. but a lot of them, I feel like, didn't have that many hits. Like, the Jay Giles band, I could probably only name just, like, a, maybe three? About I'm three. I'm probably going to look them up sure. There's about three uh, that so I could think of. I could name maybe two off the top. Yeah, three. Love Stinks, Freeze Frame, Centerfold. Mm -hmm. um, there might be one that I've missed, but those are the ones. <laughs> um, and... Centerfold is probably the one I would think of off the top of my head. Right. right 
you know, because Centerfold is a very catchy song. Mm -hmm. It is. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, I'm looking at all the other songs. Those are the ones I know. Judith's uh, pretty. A lot of them, it's. I just am not super familiar with them. Rage Against the Machine, when they were popular, I was like listening to NSYNC and Fashion, mm -hmm. so yeah. I couldn't even tell you like anything. All I really remember them doing was they did something at the VMAs where one of them got stuck up on the rafters. Yeah. That's the one thing I remember about them. No offense to any Rage Against the Machine fans. <laughs> we all have our own genres. Right. I have mine. You have yours. Whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, the zombies, I certainly know who they are. My father has one of their records upstairs in our attic. and uh, But I don't think they were that. Like, I can name a few songs. Right. Time of the Season, Tell Her No. Mm -hmm. Those are probably the ones I can name. But I wouldn't really say they were like, I wouldn't say they were like your, like the Beatles or anything. Mm -hmm. like, I right, think. right. And LL Cool J, I love if, they, if there was like six, if I could pick six, I would have picked him next. Because I certainly think LL Cool J should be in there. Yeah. And if I could pick more than five, I would have picked him next. Um, For me, um, the only reason I did not vote for Bon Jovi is because I knew, like, everybody was going to vote for Bon Jovi. It's not that I don't like them. I like them. I, I think they're a good band. It's just everyone's going to vote Bon Jovi. So, you know. Um, the five that I went with, Dire Straits, and these are in alphabetical order. That's how they listed them. Dire Straits, for me, I think is one of the most underrated bands of the 80s. And actually, if you think about it, they sort of go back towards the late 70s. Because Sultan of Swing was like their first hit. But... When, when they were in the 80s, they had uh, Money for Nothing, which was the big music video at the time for yeah, MTV. Yeah, that's the one song I can name by them. Um, there's also So Far Away, which is a very good song. Walk of Life, which is just a fun song. Um, it, it's sort of surprising that they did not get to be bigger than they should have been, because if you listen to some of their songs, their songs are really good. They should have been bigger. Um, Judas Priest, I listened to them in high school when I was in my phase of discovering artists and bands that I liked, and there's just something about Rob Halford, who has just one of the greatest voices in all of music, not just rock, but in all of music, like, there are times where he can reach that, like, that one pitch that you can't really reach but at the same time he can sing in a normal kind of way that it's sort of I don't want to say dramatic dramatic would be the wrong word but probably mesmerizing and the best example that I could think of would be their acoustic version of Diamonds and Rust which is one of the most beautiful things I have ever heard in my life. Because you can hear, when he sings that version, 
Because they did, uh, you know, like a heavy metal version back in the 70s. That's a good version. But the acoustic version is so much better. It's, you know, it's just mesmerizing how great it is. The MC5 was my next one. I chose them because of how influential they were for U.S. hard rock and, like, the Detroit scene. I think they're a bit underrated. Moody Blues is a band I thought was in by now. Um, Nights in White, or Night in White Satin is one of the best songs ever, and, like, it's like a seven-minute song, but it is just done so well. It's absolutely amazing. And then the Zombies, like you said, they're not the Beatles, but they're still a good band. Um, if I had to, if, if they had given us more, I think my next pick would have been the Cars, for the exact reasons that you had said, you know, their songs are still popular, um, to this day, and, you know, that, they were another band of the 80s, you know, like Dire Straits were, so, and it's not to say, like, Okay, like, I'll pick the meters, because the meters are at the bottom. It's not that the meters don't deserve to be in. It's just, you know, you have bands that we like that, you know, a lot of people know, and those are going to be the ones that get more votes. I'm sure eventually a band like them or Sister Rosetta Tharp are going to get in. It's just right now... And I'm going to compare this with the Baseball Hall of Fame. I think right now, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is in a position right now where they're going to be, uh, it's going to be many years, where they're in a funk, where there's going to be no first time on the ballot Hall of Fame act, like a million percent going to go in. So, you know, it's times like this where a Bon Jovi, a Eurythmics, a Judas Priest, a Jay Giles band could sneak right in. So, if your favorite band on this list does not make it, don't give up hope. Because I think we're going to be fine for a while until we get to, like, the bigger names of the last 20 years that are going to get in. Then that would be a time to worry. So, mm -hmm. um, do you have anything else? Yes, this actually relates to your, um, to one of your previous topics. Um, let me All get right. an article, because uh, it's certainly, um, something that, in fact, I think I shared this in the group and said, we are going to, uh, we will be discussing this. Okay. But, um, in conjunction with the Toy Hall of Fame, Toys R Us is filing for bankruptcy. Yes. Yes. And huge. That is uh, a big surprise. Huge. Uh, Bill and I have been to the one in Times New York, Square, yep. Like there anymore. Yeah, they closed that. Well, I, well, they reopened it briefly for like a limited time. 
But other than that, yeah. they, they closed that. And, um, fact, let me see if I can pull up my friend's Facebook page. Because our friend Ed had a very interesting uh, discussion on his Facebook page about this. And phrased it in such a way that I think, um, alright, now, do, I can understand why, mm -hmm. and it's, um, true, there's so many components to why they have, and a lot of it, you know, so, um, but one of the things, um, there, there are two things I personally blame for this. Okay. Um, one of which is, one, a lot of kids are into electronics. Yes. And there are, and certainly there are still, you know, other toys, like Barbie is still popular. Barbie, you know, you can still, but one, um, kids are into electronic stuff. You can get electronics at Best Buy. You can go to Best Buy and get, you know, the electronics. You can go to Best Buy. You can go to Best Buy and get electronics. You can go to Best Buy and get video games. Mm -hmm. You can go and other toys, like they have a Toys R Us, like Barbie and bikes and stuff you can go to target and get those there are other stores like stores like target or walmart that have barbie dolls or bicycles that you can get that would have a toys r us mm -hmm. and so another thing is online shopping in general is just killing retail oh stores. god yeah like and I still enjoy going to, like, um, every year, for the past few years, my sister, her fiancé, and her fiancé's brother and I, we go shopping for Christmas stuff. And we, I enjoy doing that. I enjoy going to the mall. I enjoy. But it, it's just been easier for people to buy stuff online because you don't have to deal with the hassle of, oh, they don't have this toy, or, oh, the kid, you know. So, and I... Also not surprised because I um, actually used to work at a mall very briefly and going to the malls. And I've noticed that most of the toy stores that are in malls these days are seasonal. Like they're not year round. They're only little pop-up stores that are around during the holidays. Mm -hmm. And the rest of the year, they're not there. Which is very sad to me because I remember uh, my coworker and I were discussing this. And we said, when you were a kid... That was basically your incentive to be good. Was yeah. that if you were good while your mother took you to the department stores, all the other boring stores in the mm -hmm. mall, you got to go to a toy store. You know? So, I mean, um, part of me isn't really surprised because, I mean, you know, like for the reasons I just explained, but it's still very sad to me. Yeah. So. Um. Well, first off, and I don't know if you noticed this, and I did not know this, it was actually founded in Washington, D.C. Yeah, I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. Um, I think your two reasons are 
absolutely perfect. Because, and I'm going to go with the second one first. Mm-hmm. When the internet became available for everybody, it was mostly good things, and it still is. It's just, I, I don't think retail stores like this thought at the time, oh, okay, well, you know what? We should be worried about this because it could take us out of business. Which, to a lot of stores, it has. Because, like you said, you know, people don't have to go out to buy stuff. Um, and, and the other thing is the electronics. Like you said, a lot of the things today are electronics like phones you know you can play games on your phones now or your tablets or whatever I remember growing up as a kid uh, we had a we had a Toys R Us in Hyattsville and then it, and then it moved like a couple blocks down and I remember the first one where it was like okay if you were going to get a video game you had to pull out a slip mm-hmm. and on the slip it had the, the name of the game and yep. the price so so they would so you would give it to the person and then they would go in the back they'd look for the game and then they'd bring you the game and it's yours um and then when they moved it it was like a couple blocks away they moved it because they needed the, the space and it was bigger and it was better and that was where my mom and I, we did a lot of Christmas shopping for, you know, for, for me and um, Mandy and Shannon and Scott. And that one was so much better because of the size. And, I mean, I could tell you guys what I, you know, like, it would be like board games, wrestling figures, video games, trading cards, you, you know, whatever. But they had everything there for everybody and I think that's what the kids of today are missing is the ability to go to a store like Toys R Us just go and look just look because it's like like the best the best way to describe it would be you know, it was almost like you went window shopping for Christmas all the time at Toys R Us. Because you would save up your money. Like, I know for me, when I was a teenager, I saved up my money to buy a PlayStation 2. Like, I did chores and I did a lot of other stuff and I managed to save up all my money to buy a PlayStation 2. And, you know, I was just so happy about that because I was able to get it. So, you know, I, I wish, like, the closest Toys R Us for me is in Silver Spring. And I have not been to a Toys R Us in forever. So I'm going to try to bum my sister a ride just to go to a Toys R Us one day and just be like, oh, remember when we used to do this? Um, but I actually have some information on um, the, the, the whole Chapter 11 thing. Um, this is only for the U.S. and Canada. Um, 
operations in other stores around the world are in no way a part of this Chapter 11 filing. So they are going to be fine. The stores will continue to operate, which is a good thing. Um, according to Wikipedia, um, this move is to deal with $5 billion in long-term debt. So they will borrow $2 billion so it can place, uh, pay suppliers for the upcoming holiday season and invest in improving current operations. Um, and they haven't made an annual profit since 2013. So. Yeah. But, man, if Toys R Us goes down, Danielle. Oh, my I, God. What? That's, that's my part. That's, that's my childhood. This actually caused me to look up some of the other toy stores from my childhood. KB Toys. KB? Yeah, KB Toys. FAO Schwartz. KB Toys went out of business in 2009. Mm -hmm. That day. FAO Schwartz. FAO Schwartz, we didn't have one here. Well, we did, but I vaguely remember. Uh, so, when I went to New York, that was the only time. But oh, was that the one? Sorry to interrupt. Was that the one that had the giant piano on the floor? Yeah. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, that was that fair short. And I wanted to play it so badly, but that piano apparently was such a big deal. If there was like a line. Meg and I went on there. Yeah. You should have done it. I, well, I was with, this was when our group went to New York. You knew how that went. Yeah. No, I remember that one. It was you, me, yeah, Meg, Heidi, my friend Allie. And you know what it was like when people wanted to go to certain places at certain times. I wouldn't have had time to stand in that long line and play the piano. It, it wasn't that long. How that was not a long line. Who were we with? <laughs> I just said it. It was you, me. Yeah, I know. But oh. remember how certain people were with That's right. Things? No, okay. you're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so... I couldn't stood in that line. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, our friend, we had, we would go to New York on a school trip. Our our, our college would do a oh, thing. You could take keep, a bus trip. Keep to talking. New York I'm gonna look to this see a Broadway up. show. Yeah. Keep or talk. just go shopping. Um, I want to see if they had their annual New York trip today. Oh yeah. It, that's right. It usually would be around this time of year. They would be going to go see the Rockettes. Yep. And I'm so jealous that we went to go to see the Rockettes. Uh, yep, they had it today. That's right. They had it yeah, today. Yeah, but... Um, Holy crap, all the tickets sold out. I don't blame them. I, I'm telling you, I think our group of friends, we should do a bus trip to New York. Yeah, maybe... But yeah, we used to go, and we'd always have places where we'd want to go, and we'd always wind up splitting up because just we couldn't all agree. Although it won't be a problem now because most of the places we want to go to no longer exist. <laughs> so because <laughs> we went to the Virgin Mega Store, which is not there, right? <laughs> the Toys R Us, which is not Toys there, not there. Fao Short, you know. 
Um, Barnes and Noble, but I read ebooks now, so that won't be a problem. <laughs> but those were good times. Those really yeah. were. But, I mean, if Toys R Us goes down, uh, that's a killer for me. And another toy store from my childhood, I'm not sure if you remember this one, but Lionel Kitty City. No, can't say I remember that one. Lionel Kitty City was a toy store. Um, it went out of business in 93, but we had a Lionel Kitty City. I don't know if we had one in the mall near us, but there was one on Route 40. Um, it is now, I think, a Babies R Us or something. But when I was a kid, it was Lionel Kitty City. And they had a jingle. It went, Lionel Kitty City, turn that frown upside down. I, I, That's pretty I, close, because I actually have the slogan here. Yeah. Lionel when you're... When you're searching for something for your little girls or boys, and you're finding high prices but not finding toys, and you're sad and you're blue and you're tired of running around, let Lionel Kitty City turn that frown upside down. I'll, uh, yeah, yeah, little kangaroo. Yeah, I, I loved. Oh my god, that that just like, uh, I, I, I went and looked up the commercial when um I read the news that Toys R Us was going filed for bankruptcy because I remembered Lionel Kitty City and I remember being a kid and being really sad that I couldn't find it anymore and I didn't understand why and um like yeah so like the other the other thing that I remember because you brought up um KB Toys yeah Toys R Us and KB Toys were the two like right. toy places, like you can go to one and you you could go to the other. It wasn't like other places where it was like, oh, you have to go to this one because if you go to that store, you're a traitor. It it wasn't like that. It was you know like okay. Candy toys always seemed to be in a mall. Yes, yes. Toys R Us was by itself. KB Toys was always in a mall, and um, the one. That there, there's two that I can remember off the top of my head. The one in Columbia Mall, I don't know if it still is one, but it got turned to a Hollister, which really took. <laughs> um, and then the one in um, Security Square Mall, which is the mall I went to as a kid, is now a hair supply store, which is really annoying. Is I hate it when stores turn into something, but they keep the original like um, flooring and um, paint from the old store. So, like, it's a hair supply store, but it still has that, like, rainbow-colored tile that KB Toys had, which just makes me so sad because I know what it was. I know that this was KB Toys. Yeah. Um, and, and how, when I was a kid, I used to run to it, and, oh, oh, that was just, that was just so sad to me. Yeah. That. Those were the days, folks. Thankfully, I was an adult when I went out of business, so I did get to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. my childhood, but, yeah. but sadly, my poor future children. <laughs> our poor, I mean, our respective poor future yeah. children of Our respective children just yep. unless, uh, we, unless we decide to have an interracial baby. <laughs> okay, that totally went into, like... I, I was that was a joke, though. right? Yeah. Sorry about that. Okay. The sound after dark. Yes. Welcome to our late show. 
right. where we push the envelope just a little bit. We don't record this late. And no, we don't. We don't. <laughs> um. All right. So, um. But you know what? Here's the thing, though. I'll, I'll say this, and then we're gonna get into one more thing. No matter what, toys are still gonna be around, and like Christmases and birthdays, we're never gonna worry about that because toys will still be around, no matter what. So they will. They will. Okay. Well, uh, do your nephews play with toys, or are they mostly electronics? No, they they play with toys. Um, Jacob is into Pokemon cards. JT likes Legos. Um, Michael likes cars. Alex is uh, a little young, but he's been to Play-Doh. So, Good. yeah, they're. Well, I mean, that's still around. I mean, they. I mean, they do play with electronics, but they're not electronics twenty-four-seven. So. I'm glad to see they still make Play-Doh. I didn't even know they did. <laughs> oh God, Play-Doh is still popular. Oh my gosh. Still popular. All right. Um, for this particular topic, and I wanted to have fun with this one, Danielle. Okay. Because it is early November. Right. And we just had Halloween. And huh? usually with Halloween, that is the beginning of the specials season where we'll get cartoon specials, we'll get, right. you know, holiday specials, we'll get all of that. Right. So, during our quote-unquote vacation, um, I had done some research. I was, I, there, there's, a, there's a website and a YouTube page called WatchMojo.com. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I don't watch all their videos. I just watch the ones that I think are really right. cool. So, this one was perfect for November because it's sort of the calm before the storm because once Thanksgiving is over you're gonna get a shitload of specials yep and we have our favorites we, mm -hmm. you know we have our Rudolphs our Frosties our Charlie Browns and we have those that some people might not know of but yeah. What about the bad ones? Like, the uh, really bad ones. Yep. Well, WatchMojo.com came out with a list about two years ago. And I'm going to have the list in front of me so we can discuss it either in brief or in detail. Mm -hmm. Of the top ten worst cartoon specials. And I think we should make it clear that this is for any time of the year. This is not, mm -hmm. you know, for Christmas or for Thanksgiving. It's just for throughout the year. So, mm -hmm. um, we got some real shitty ones. So, uh, we're going to see if we agree or disagree on some of these. And I will post this video on our Facebook group um, so you guys can watch it and we can all decide if we agree or if we disagree. So with that being said, 
Are you ready, Daniel, to go through the shittiness? Okay. All right. We are going to go through the 10 worst cartoon specials. And we will start with number 10, The Night Before, and this is spelled the letter B and the number 4, Christmas from 2003. I vaguely, I should remember that I was um, a teenager. It is about an elf who wants to be a rapper. I guess the most less said about that, the better. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think that's all that needs to be said. An elf that wants to be a rapper. Herbie oh. had it right when he wanted to be a dentist. This one does oh, not. I can already think of another one. But um, that probably won't be listed, but I do remember another one now that I've thought about it, but yeah. <laughs> Alright. The next one, number nine, as soon as it pops up here, The Christmas Tree, 1991. Nope. I think the only time I ever heard of this was when the Nostalgia Critic reviewed it. And, like, I, I think it was this one that he claimed is the worst Christmas special of all time. Um, it's like... The, the, the best way to describe it is this woman works for an orphanage. And, like, the, the person who owns it is a mean lady. And... Instead of giving the money to help the orphans, she keeps it for herself. Mm -hmm. So basically, it's this lady is going to hell for not helping the kids. And then at the end, like I think she dies or gets away or something. I don't. I don't know. I've never seen it, but that's what I've heard. And uh, yeah, it's it's bad. Ah, oh, boy. All right, what's up next? Number eight, Shrek the Halls, 2007. That I actually watched. Well, do you, okay, do you think it's one of the worst? I mean, I didn't think it was good. I don't think it's... I didn't think Shrek 3 was a good movie to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm probably, you know... You know, it, honestly, I didn't think it was that bad. Because it's basically... Well, it's almost like the Yogi Bear. Like, if you remember, like, Oh, Shrek's never experienced Christmas. What's Christmas? And then, like, the different characters tell Christmas stories, like, their own version of it. And... They have, like, the original cast there. I mean, I'm, like, I agree with you. I don't think it's the greatest, but it's not necessarily the worst, you know? Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I think there are worse stuff than that one that could have been on this list, so. I don't know. Um, number seven. SpongeBob's Atlantis Square Pantis. Well, the title alone should tell you that. 
<laughs> I, the title alone sounds like this is gonna suck. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, I think that's all we have on that one. Unless you have anything else you want to add. Oh, that's the list. That's the list of all of them. No, that's number seven. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. Um. I don't think. Like I said, the title alone. That yeah. and I'm not even a big SpongeBob fan to begin with. So yeah, I'm. Good. I'm not either. I'm not. Yeah. Like I tried to watch with my nephews, but it. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've seen a few episodes that have made me laugh, but I just think that show's been on the air far too long. Like, okay. It's, just, it's still on. It's been 20 years. It's still on. Okay, I, I guess it sort of goes with Shrek, where it's like, like you, you know like how you were talking about earlier with Deal or No Deal? They were capitalizing on the popularity of it, and that's probably why we had Shrek the Halls. I think that's the same with Spongebob. Like, they're just capitalizing yeah. on the popularity of it. Like, the only thing that I really laughed was when they did the training video for the Krabby Patty. And there was one part where it was, like, an acronym for poop, which stood for People Order Our Patties. So... There was an episode where he got addicted to riding on a hook, like the um, people would go fishing in the ocean and they'd drop their lines and there'd be hooks. Oh, no. Got addicted to riding on the hook. And, and they sort of used it as a metaphor for drug abuse. Oh, jeez. I thought that was pretty funny. So as somebody who can't drive, the fact that SpongeBob never gets his license actually amuses me. So that, although I do, you can't help but feel bad for the driving instructor every time. Mm. But um, you know, it's her fault. But like I said, the show's been on the, and I mean, I could you could say the same thing for the Simpsons, but at least the Simpsons they try a little. SpongeBob just they're coasting, they're coasting. Yeah. All right. Number six, Frosty Returns. A.K.A., according to my brother, Ghetto Frosty. Okay, well, that sums it up better, because like, it can't be bad, but that, that'll do I think it. it's the animation. I think that's where my brother has a problem with this, is the animation. Yeah. Like... Okay, obviously, it's never going to touch the original. Obviously. But you have the right person at that time to play Frosty and John Goodman. And John Goodman's not that bad. He's actually pretty... He's a pretty good actor. You know, it's that's just... That's pretty bad animation for 1992. Yeah. I, I think that's the problem, is the animation. I, I, I must say, like, if this were made in the 70s, I would totally understand, but this is 1992. It, it, animation hadn't proved by this point, especially for a primetime TV special. Yeah, I can mm. understand why your brother has an issue. With this. And, then, so. and then something that I'm not sure a lot of people realize is the voice of the little girl in this special is Elizabeth Moss. The same Elizabeth Moss who would end up being on Mad Men 
and currently on, uh, what's that, The Handmaid's Tale, I think is the name of it, on Hulu. Oh, yeah, that was huge. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's her voice in that special. Basically, if you did anything on that show this year, you won an Emmy. <laughs> if you click, you know. <laughs> You get one. <laughs> you get one line in that episode. You win an Emmy. You craft service. You got Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's just how that works. Yep. But no, I mean, okay. One more thing to add into that for mm -hmm. um, Frosty Returns, like the vo like the cast that they have is not that bad. Because you get like like I said, you had John Goodman. You have Elizabeth Moss, when you realize it. You have Laurie Metcalf from Roseanne. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jonathan Winters is the narrator. And you have that guy who has, like, he's always talking like this, you know. I, I can't think of his name, but he's the boss, or he's the guy that makes the spray for the snow. Uh-huh. I can't think of his name, but He's in that. So it's not necessarily the cast is the problem. And the story's not that bad, but I prefer the original Frosty. I do. There's more There's more heart in that one. This one is just, oh, we're just going to make another Frosty special. So. Uh, number five. Barbie in the Nutcracker. I didn't see that one, but I have seen other Barbie specials, and I can certainly see why that might be problematic. I'm just going to ask this as a younger brother who had two older sisters who played with Barbies. Why weren't there Barbie specials in the 80s and 90s? I had a... Yeah... You, you could have made a fortune off of that like you haven't already. It, there was Barbie. Yeah, it, it's weird that like she had Barbie and the Rockers and then nothing and then those. Barbie and the Rockers, which is a terrible movie, which we owned as children. My sister and I owned as children and it was basically gone with the wind to us. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> when are you going to come back, When are you going to come back, Ken? the greatest thing ever and we played the living daylights out of this tape like um and then years later my sister found it on youtube and she watched this and was like oh my god this is terrible but we loved it but it was uh, made in the late 80s uh, like 87 88 mm -hmm. and it's basically about barbie and her band going into space being the first rock band i think we still have i think we still have that tape <laughs> it, 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 it's interesting. It, it, there's actually another part to it, but we only had that part of it. I don't know if there, there, there was another one that they made too, but it's called Barbie and the Rockers Out of This World. And they went to, uh, it was, they were the first rock band to perform in our space. And they performed a bunch of songs that were all cover songs, but because my sister and I were young, we didn't really get they were cover songs. We thought they were like actual Barbie songs. I think I got to pull this <laughs> tape out to watch it tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, Where? like they covered the Beatles, and I had no idea it was a Beatles song. I thought it was like you know. Well, we didn't know who the Beatles right. were either when we were six. 
When are you going to come back, Malibu Ken? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. We did not know. You know, we didn't know. Um, it's, there, there's like two songs that are originals. Okay. A lot of the songs were covers, and we didn't know that because we didn't really know. But, um, but anyways, so that was in the late 80s, and then in the late... 2000s, they started doing these CGI Barbie movies, right. and they got so popular. And I don't get why. I, maybe because I was an adult and had outgrown Barbie at that mm -hmm. point. I don't know. But um, we saw Barbie and Rapunzel, which was terrible. Uh, I think that uh, <laughs> I think that just says it right there. Like we saw because the the purpose of these movies because Barbie is that. Barbie is playing a character. Mm -hmm. It's not Barbie. <laughs> there, there's like always a framing device of Barbie is telling the story to somebody who is imagining Barbie as this character. It's not. So that's why it's called Barbie as mm -hmm. the bundle or Barbie as the Nutcracker right. because it's literally Barbie playing this person, and it's just like. So just no. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm gonna be a little late to the dance on this, but when are the Simpsons ever gonna do a Malibu Stacy special? <laughs> I know they haven't talked about that in like 20 years, but still, when are yeah. we gonna get that? Oh boy. With, yeah, they they still cite that episode as he, especially with. Thing with all the discussion of surrounding feminism these days, they, they, they um, that Malibu Stacy episode certainly would be an excellent example of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, and also people don't realize it was actually based on a real life incident that happened with Barbie dolls. But anyway, well, speaking, that's a, yeah, that's a whole. Speaking of feminism. Number four, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. That was the one I was going to say was terrible because <laughs> I saw that and yes, it needs to be on there. It still plays every year. It is horrible. I was so disappointed. I, I watched it because I, I love that song. Although it's a little difficult to listen to now because our grandmother actually passed two days before Christmas, so it's kind of kind of really but growing up that was one of my favorite Christmas songs. I always thought it was hilarious because I thought the whole joke was that grandma their grandmother was annoying so that she got run over by the reindeer and that's why Yay Santa she you know like I took thought it was just a cynical song about how they couldn't stand their grandmother and she got run over by a reindeer. Like literally Especially because in the video they're like dancing, like they don't look sad at all. Mm -hmm. They're like, you know, just toasting each other, and so I, I always thought it was a funny song, but um, like the, but the TV special just had to like sugarcoat and water it down so much. Oh yeah, and she's not dead. <laughs> like okay, here, like when I was a kid. There was a time where I did not like that song because I did not want my grandma to actually get run over by a reindeer. So, um, <laughs> um, but, you know, when I got older, it's like, oh, yeah, this is a funny song. This is actually pretty good. Um, there's actually a parody of that song by a 
redneck comedy group called The Youpers. Um, and it's called Grandpa Got Run Over by a Beer Truck. And while it is not... And while it is not as heartwarming as the original, uh, it is still somewhat funny. So, uh, look it up on YouTube. The Youpers. Y-O-O-P. Youpers. Ah, oh boy. Number three. Cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue. <laughs> Yeah, that needs to be there. That that is just a travesty, <laughs> an absolute travesty and waste of so many things. No, they, 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 I, I don't care. <laughs> okay. They, no. <laughs> when okay, when I saw this, I think the last time I saw it in its entirety was when I was ten. And you watch it, it's like, oh, there's so-and-so, there's so-and-so. And then now when you're an adult, like, I look back on it and I'm like, where the hell is Mickey Mouse? Where the hell is Donald Duck? Warner Brothers let Bugs Bunny be in this. Why won't they send Mickey Mouse? No, they're going to send in second-rate Disney characters. <laughs> you can imagine when you're a kid and all the characters that you love cartoons on Oshas, they're all coming together in one big special. Yay! And oh, it's a public service announcement. Like, you know? Okay, like, and then the other thing, like, because I told, um, back when I used to do the scorecard, um, Ted and I, we told, um, Michael, our, our friend Michael, because, you know, he, uh, he likes to play with Mary Jane, if you know what I mean. Mm. And we're like, you should watch this special. It'll get you out of drugs. So he watched it, and then the next week he's like, that shit scared the hell out of me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it is pretty bad. I mean, when you look back at it now, and there's like two songs in there, and they're absolutely god-awful. They are. They're terrible. They're just absolutely terrible songs. So. Although the only bright thing is George C. Scott is in this. It's the only bright thing. So. Other than that, there's nothing good. Mm -mm. <sighs> Alright, number two. Christmas Comes to Packland. I've never heard that. Well, you somewhat remember the Pac-Man cartoon, right? Yes. Okay. Well, it's just an episode of Pac-Man with Santa Claus. Okay. That's, that's about <laughs> as much as we could go on that. Um, there's nothing else to add to that. I mean... Santa has been to Packland. He's been to um, Bedrock. Santa's been everywhere, man. So, um, I honestly thought that was number one, but I guess I forgot. Uh, you ready for number one? Okay. Uh, as soon as I can. F okay, here we go. We're about to get it. And the worst cartoon special. And this might be a no-brainer. 
as soon as it pops up. He-Man and She-Ra, a Christmas special. That says it all. Yep, it does. Oh, boy. When two kids go to see He-Man and She-Ra, and they're convinced that, uh, that, um, oh, God, I can't think of the villain's name. His name slips my mind. Oh, this is killing me. Grayskull? Yeah, I think it's Grayskull. Mm -hmm. Like, he tries to win them over. Oh, that's bad. That's bad. Um, you know what's really a bad one? That I'm surprised is not on this is the first Smurfs Christmas special. Where, like, because it's like the kids get kidnapped and then they're convinced that the Smurfs are Santa's elves. And, mm. and then Gargamel has to join forces with the Smurfs to save these kids from a really bad person and then oh it's bad oh yeah i know it's bad my dad still gets on me every year he um that comes on because i used to love the smurfs when i was a kid and my dad likes to tease me about that even though i am so um he'll go and he'll say danielle your show's on because <laughs> Because they did another one years later, which is actually pretty good. Whereas, like, like they help like these old people, and I, did you remember that one? I don't know. I just remember. I I, I might look it up when we're in the holiday season and mm -hmm. find it, so you guys can all see it, but it's there. Mm -hmm. So those are the worst cartoon specials. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, I'll put the video will probably be up by now on uh, our Facebook group by the time you're listening to this, so you guys can watch it and decide for yourselves if you agree or you disagree with that list. Alright. Well, it is now that time of the show where we're going to give you a movie and an album to recommend. Um, who wants to go first? I have to now look at the list to see what I didn't pick. Alright, then I will go first. And I know I definitely did not pick this uh, movie um, because it is such a weird movie that there are some parts where it's actually enjoyable. And I watched it for the first time last week to get ready for Halloween. And the movie is called Mad Monster Party. Um, it is from 1967, and it is a Rankin-Bass production. And it, it, it doesn't get talked about a lot. Because, number one, it's a Halloween-themed. Number two, it was an entire, it was an actual motion picture. It, it wasn't, you know, like a 60-minute or 30-minute special. This was an actual motion picture. And it, 
it's not that bad. While the cast, like the cast has only four people in it, Boris Karloff, to me, is the best in the entire movie because he plays Baron Boris von Frankenstein. So he's the scientist in this. And he makes this special formula for total destruction and he decides that he's going to retire. So he's going to retire and he's going to have all of the monsters come to his island and, you know, he's going to announce his retirement and his successor. And it's a weird movie at times because um, there he has a nephew who is invited. And he's just a, 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 a nerd, a straight-up nerd. And, it, like, there are some good parts in this, but I'll tell you the scariest part of this movie, Danielle. Uh-huh. Phyllis Diller. Oh, huh? my God. Why does Phyllis Diller need to be in this? I think she was 80 at this time when the movie was done. Um, <laughs> um, but no, in, in all seriousness, it's actually not that bad of a movie. I'm not going to say it's the greatest, but I've seen pictures of it. I had heard about this movie for years, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go rent it on Amazon. I'm going to watch it just to see what it was. It's it's bearable. I'll say that, but it's a good movie. Um, I would I would let um, I would have people give it a shot. I really would. Um, excuse me. I mean, it's not Frankenstein or Halloween or any of those, but it's sort of a a fun, you know, look at horror movie characters for the whole family to enjoy. Okay. Um, let's see if I can. I'm gonna go with um. I recently, because the list hasn't been updated, and I know right. cause there's some I know right. I, I, I've done that are on here. Um, but this one is um. I've mentioned this a few in the past. Um, on Comedy Central used to air a lot of lesser-known teen movies from the 80s. Like, you know, like the big ones everybody knows, like Ferris Bueller or Breakfast Club, those kind. But what Comedy Central, before they, back when I was in high school, they used to air a lot of the lesser-known 80s teen movies mm -hmm. that weren't that big or didn't do so well theater, you know, theatrically or whatever. Right. And, um, so, um, and one of the ones that was, um, I, I've mentioned, done a few of my favorites here in the past, but one of the ones I don't believe I've done is the movie Girls Just Want to Have Fun, which is... I don't uh, believe you have had that one yet, so I think yeah. you're good. It has nothing to do with the song, other than that the song is in the movie, but they couldn't use the Cindy Lauper version, so they had to do a cover version. Mm -hmm. But, anyways, Girls Just Want to Have Fun is entertaining, mainly for the fact that it stars a bunch of... That's what's also entertaining about these 80s teen movies, is they star a lot of people who, you know, went on to become very fans. Right. So this 
so it's sort of like also multiple, um, massive multiplayer crossover in the movies. So this one is about a teenage girl played by Sarah Jessica Parker, who is an army brat, and she moves to Chicago. And she's excited because Chicago is the home of her, the show Dance TV, which is basically like solid gold. But it's like this, it's big. Oh, yeah, I guess nobody would really remember Solid Gold. Solid Gold, Solid Gold was a TV show in the 80s that featured, like, dancers in, like, these spandex and, um, like, mm-hmm. old LeMay outfits that used to dance to, like, the biggest hits. Right. So, this show is similar to Solid Gold in the 30s. So, she is, like, really excited because the town they're moving to, Chicago, is home where the show is shot. So she gets to, is going to try to be on the show. And she goes to this Catholic school and her best friend at this Catholic school is played by Helen Hunt, who is also trying to get on the show and be a dancer. And the guy that she has a crush on that like becomes her boyfriend is played by Jonathan Silverman, who's in the Weekend at Bernie's movies. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's done other stuff, but most people, if you know, if you were naming stuff he did, that was probably the first thing you would say was yeah. Weekend at Bernie's. Uh, he, um, and then they, um, and he has a young, an annoying younger sister who is played by Shannon Doherty. But Shan Doherty as a kid, you wouldn't even know though Shan Doherty if you weren't familiar with her childhood roles because she's still she's right. like maybe she's like real young. She's about mm-hmm. fourteen. Like she's young. So it's a but it, it's a cute it's a crazy just teen movie about this girl who is um you know, trying to be on this dance show. Everybody's trying to dance, and it's, you know, it's this cheesy 80s music, and there's, like, a... And there's a... It's just a, um... It's just a fun movie. Um, They're supposedly making a remake now, but I don't think they're gonna um, do that. But, I, you know, it's just fun. Girls just want to have fun. But anyways, I used to love watching whenever it came on TV. And, um, yeah, it just, uh, all right. So now we go from our movie to our album and Danielle, I think you started this time. Okay. Um, going with the eighties theme, and again, I need to double check to see if I use this album or not. But, um, let me see. Have I? No, I have not. Okay. All right. So, we, um, all right. Actually, there's, I'll do the um, first, but, uh, so this is Madonna, mm-hmm. Madonna, 
Madonna. 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 This is her first album ever. Well, not ever, but first, you know, big album, I should say. Her debut album on a major recording. Mm -hmm. Madonna, the self-titled Right. This, to me, is just where it all begins. It's just a simple little album with songs on it. It's not her reinventing herself or trying to be, you know, anything. It's mm -hmm. just, you know... Yeah, and, and you have and you have a lot of the classics because there were certainly um, you have Lucky Star, Borderline, Burning Up, Holiday, and then some other songs like Think of Me, Physical Attraction, which not a lot of people would remember because they weren't really hits or anything. But mm -hmm. um, and Like a Virgin is um, the album that came out after. after this. But certainly, um, Like a Version is an excellent follow-up, but this certainly sows the seeds for that album. And you could see sort of how it, you know, all began. Mm -hmm. And just how, just, you know, and some people also are so concerned about, you know, Madonna's so you know, has reinvented herself and done all these things. And, um, but you can see just, if you listen to just the songs and don't think of it as Madonna, you see how powerful her voice was at that time. Yeah. Like borderline, like, whew, just, she could sing really well. People don't realize or forget because they're, you know, so concerned about the image and stuff, but she could sing very well. She still probably can sing. Very, I, I don't know. I haven't really seen her perform that recently. But, yeah. You know, you could see why she became a star mm -hmm. and why and how so many people were influenced by her right. and why people wanted to be like, because it just, I don't know. So, Madonna, Madonna. There you go. Um, this is actually going to be a first for me because I have, since we've done the show, I have never done an artist twice. Um, and I guess the reason why is because I wanted to try and stay away from you know, picking the same artist over and over again, which I think Danielle and I have done a, a very good job for the most part. Well, not a most part, but a very good job in general. Um, so I'm actually going to break my rule on this one. And I'm picking an album that um, my sister Shannon gave me the cassette tape years ago, and I would play it all the time. And then I bought the CD of it uh, with my Amazon gift card in the summer and I listened to it again a while ago and I really loved it and it is Aerosmith's Get a Grip um, this is from 1993 this is probably from top to bottom song wise their best album this is probably their best album um you have 
Living on the Edge, which was a huge song for them. Um, and, and you also have uh, the three songs that Alicia Silverstone was in the videos for. Um, Crying, Amazing, and the last one, Crazy, which is probably the most well-known song from the album. Mm -hmm. And it's a, it's a great song. It really is. The video is great. Um, but there are other songs in here that are really good. Eat the Rich is a good one. Walk on Down is good. Shut Up and Dance is a fun little number to dance to there. Um, they have a good instrumental in the end called Boogeyman, which I recommend you guys check it out. The actual intro that goes into Eat the Rich is pretty cool. It's sort of a little rap, but not really a rap, but it's still pretty cool to listen to. Um... To me, it is the perfect Aerosmith album from top to bottom. And that album is what made me a fan of Aerosmith or, or you know, to be basically a lifelong Aerosmith fan. And the other reason that I like this album is for the cover of the album. Because the album cover is a cow and on one of the udders of the cow is a piercing and I actually have it here that um, an animal rights group objected to the cover but it was oh. confirmed by the band that it was all computer generated so no animals were harmed in the making of the cover of the album so, um, Aerosmith at its best, in my opinion. Alright, uh, that's gonna wrap it up for this episode of Nostalgia Cruise. So, gonna do some quick plugs. You can follow the show on Twitter at uh, Nostalgia Crew 15. You can join our Facebook group. We're open all the time. Just type in Nostalgia Crew and you are right there. Um, and a new plug, Danielle, I don't think, has heard this plug before, so she's going to have to start getting used to it. Uh, check out my Patreon page, patreon.com backslash Bill's World of Podcasts, where you can help support this podcast and many other podcasts that I do. And there's some nice rewards if you help out, uh, not only with this show, but many, uh, with the other shows that I do. So, next month, uh, and we're going to make sure that we're back next month, um, we're gonna, it's going to be a Christmas theme, but we're going to make it fun because, Danielle, there are three Christmas lists that we're going to go through, and they're all Christmas-related. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So, um, and then we'll also have thoughts and opinions on any nostalgia-related news or anything else so um that'll do it thank you guys for listening this month and thank you guys for those of you who have waited for us to come back uh thank you for your patience there's just been a lot going on um but we are back we're back in the groove and hope you guys enjoyed this episode and we will talk to you all later